Readings from Old English, number 2. Beowulf, lines 26 to 52. The Burial of Shield Chefing. This extract is taken from The Keys of Middle-earth, Discovering Medieval Literature Through the Fiction of J.R.R. Tolkien, by Stuart D. Lee and Elizabeth Solopova, published by Palgrave and Macmillan. Introduction Beowulf is the longest poem written in Old English. It is 3,182 lines long, and is widely considered to be one of the great works of all time. It survives in a single manuscript, London British Library Manuscript Cotton Vitellius A15. The part of the manuscript which contains Beowulf is known as the Noel Codex, and is believed to have been copied in the late 10th or early 11th century. In the manuscript, Beowulf is preceded by three Old English prose texts, The Passion of St Christopher, The Wonders of the East, and The Letter of Alexander to Aristotle, all translations from Latin, and followed by a poem based on the Old Testament Book of Judith. The manuscript is sometimes described as the Book of Monsters, because scholars have argued that these texts were collected together because they all have an interest in unusual and monstrous creatures. Nothing is known about the author of the poem, its provenance or date. Historical events described in Beowulf belong to the Migration Age, as is characteristic of the early Germanic poetry as a whole. Attempts to date Beowulf using archaeological, historical, linguistic, metrical and stylistic evidence, literary parallels and the evidence of its manuscript have proved inconclusive. The poem is set in southern Scandinavia along the coasts of the Baltic and North Seas and describes various historical and legendary events, though such distinction is not made in the poem where all events are described as part of the distant, idealised heroic past. Historical events concern the fortunes of the ruling dynasties of the Danes, Yeats and Swedes, while the legendary part of the story concerns Beowulf's life and adventures. In short, it tells the story of one man, Beowulf, who in the first part of the poem is a young man of the Yeatish nation, southern Sweden. Beowulf journeys to the court of the Danish king Hrothgar to help him kill the monster Grendel, who has been attacking Hrothgar's hall, Herat. Beowulf beats Grendel in combat and then is forced to confront Grendel's mother in the lair of the monsters. The remainder of the poem tells that after returning from Hrothgar's court, Beowulf became king of the Eats and ruled successfully for 50 years until a dragon started to devastate his country. A large part of the kingdom, including Beowulf's royal hall, is burned down. The dragon's attacks were provoked by the theft of a precious cup from the treasure hoard he was guarding. The man who stole the cup is said to have been a fugitive who did it out of desperate need. Beowulf fights the dragon assisted by his kinsman Wiglaf and kills it, but is mortally wounded and dies. The poem ends with the description of his funeral. The extract presented here is from the beginning of the poem, when we are setting the scene. We are told how the Danes became a mighty race, particularly under their ruler Shield Chefing. Shield's power ranged far and wide, but eventually he dies and the extract presented here is his funeral. We are told that Shield departs at his destined hour and his companions carry him to the water's edge. There they place him in a curved proud boat along with treasure, weapons and armour. They then set the boat adrift over the waves and mourn his loss. George Jack in his edition of Beowulf notes the similarity between this and the burial at Sutton Hoo, a major Anglo-Saxon site in Suffolk, which has revealed a series of burials, some of them ships within mounds. Jack records, 
The practices followed in Shields' funeral have affinities with those evidenced in the Sutton Hoo ship burial discovered near Woodbridge in Suffolk and first excavated in 1939. The ship at Sutton Hoo, 27 metres in length and enclosed within a mound, contained a collection of precious objects intended to be of use to the dead person in the next life. The objects include a sword, a helmet, a mail coat, a gold buckle, a purse with gold coins, a lyre, drinking vessels and a silver bowl. The text Him da shildiwat to yeshap huila felechro feran on freyan wara Shield then himself went at the destined hour, the strong one, into the Lord's keeping. He hina da at beran to brimus farada swaza yesidas swa heselfa bad thenden wardum wailed wina shildinger lay off land from a lange achter. They then carried him to the sea's tide, his own companions, as he himself commanded, whilst he controlled words, the lord of the shieldings, the ruler of the beloved land. He ruled for a long time. Tharat huda stod chringet stefna isigen utfus adelingus fair. There at the harbour stood a curved proud ship, icy and eager to go out, the Atheling ship. A laid on thar leovna theoden beaga britan on beam shippes, mena be master. They laid then the beloved lord, the giver of rings in the embrace of the ship, the famous one by the mast. There was madma fela of feowegum, fratwa ye larded, ne hede ich cumlicho cheol ye gyoen, Hilda wapnum und heado wadum, bilum und birnum. There was brought much treasure from far away and precious items. I have never heard of a more comely ship being prepared with war weapons and battle garments, swords and birnies. Him on beamer lay, madma manigo, da him mit sholdum on flodus acht, feor yewitan. On his breast lay many treasures which then with him had to journey into the flood's ownership, far away. Nalas hi hine lazan, lachum theodan, theodius treonum, thondadudon, the hine at frumshe after forth on sendon, ana over uda, umbo wezenda. Not at all did they furnish him the lesser with gifts, with the people's treasures, than those did who at the beginning sent him forth as a child, alone over the waves. Thayid hear him as set on sehen geldene heach over heafod, let on holm beran ye afen on gasage, him was eomo seva, and mod. Then still they set for him a golden banner high over his head, they let the water bear him, they gave to the ocean. Theirs was a sad spirit and a mourning mind. Menne kunon sejun tosoda, sela radenda, halath under heovenum, huadam chlasta onfeng. Men were not able to say in truth, the hall councillors, the heroes under the heavens, who received that cargo. You have been listening to an extract from Beowulf, lines 26 to 52, read by Stuart D. Lee, 
and recorded in March 2007. The text, translation and introduction were taken from The Keys of Middle-Earth, Discovering Medieval Literature Through the Fiction of J.R.R. Tolkien by Stuart D. Lee and Elizabeth Solopova, published by Polgrave Macmillan. <laughs>